This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch. Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Everybody, how the devil are we? I'm not sure. I'm not going to be honest with you. I'm not sure. Am I relieved that we actually got through uh, three or four minutes plus of, of, of added time without conceding? Yes. Uh, <laughs> was it was it two points gained, or, or, or sorry, was was it a, a point gained or um, or two lost? Let us know your thoughts in 
the comments. Um, this is Lester Till I Die TV. Thank you for watching on YouTube if you are uh, Lester Till I Die TV. Like I say, please give that subscribe button um, a, a click. It doesn't cost anything, but it does help support the channel and what we're trying to do here. And if you are listening on Catch Up on the um, podcasts, whether that be Spotify, Apple, iTunes, uh, Google, Podcast Addict, any of them, thank you very much for listening. Just a quick reminder, this is where you can find us. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favorite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. Indeed, that is where we are. So, like I say, it was Leicester City 1, Brighton 1. Well, let's just have a look at uh, a few comments. These are the comments on the Facebook Facebook site, um, which haven't gone live yet. I'll be doing that later after the show. But uh, Fraser Hill said, Rogers at blame again. Uh, with the quality of players, we are underachieving. There's a lot of anti-Rogers uh, rhetoric coming out. Is is he right? Uh, is Fraser right there? Do we do we lay the blame at uh, at Brendan's door? Um, Benjamin Collins, good game to watch again. Why Brendan go to three at the back to match them? We look crap when we play three at the back. Uh, must say, JJ looked good. JJ, <laughs> I'm, I'm just pleased when these players come back that they get through the first 90 minutes. He did look good. He did look quite good. Thomas was kind of struggling um, against, uh, well, Welbeck, certainly when he came on, he was struggling against Welbeck. Um, and I know Brendan seemed to swap Thomas over for a little while and then swapped him back. <sighs> Moving Justin over was a good move. And then he moved him back. Now, I don't know whether he moved him back again because I went for a wee, but, you know. Um, Michael Biggs says, another two points dropped because we can't keep possession. Mm. Um, Ashmed Aras, oh, he's, he's actually putting, Ashad is putting some pictures up of managers that are available. <laughs> um, and he's got, well, there's two there that I must admit I don't know because, Ashad, you haven't put the names up. And I'm not sure who they are. But uh, one of them is Graham Potter, and one of them is Richard uh, Ronald Cooman. Sorry, Richard Cooman. No, his brother Ronald Cooman. So, would you have them at Leicester if uh, if if Brendan went? Uh, Jason Bateman says. So, when will we learn a draw is understatement? We was outplayed. So, I'm going to ask the question again, just like I asked you the other night. Do you still not think there's a problem? Oof. Gary Cooper says Samari changes the game again. Is that for the good or is that for the bad, Gary? Um, Jason again says performance is an understatement. We're outplayed today. Nothing has changed. We conceded yet again. It's a shambles. No direction whatsoever. Tactics just wrong. I really hope the board sees Rogers has taken us as far as he can. Hmm. Um, Adam, yeah, he, I mean, he says basically. Um, Get Adi, Adi Mola Lookman signed up. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so those are, those are the comments so far on, on the on the Facebook site. So is it Brendan? Are we blaming Brendan? Um, this is the uh, post-match show.
is the Premier League post-match show with Chris with and Brad on Leicester Till I Die TV. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. aforementioned Brad will be coming in in a moment. I'm just hoping if I can hang on a few minutes that his, his temperature might have gone down. I can see the red draining out of his face slowly. So when he gets to a sort of a, a normal level, <laughs> I can bring him on. Let's just get a few comments up that people have uh, put in the uh, in the comments here. And if you do want to come on, if you do want to come on, show your face and, and let us know what you thought about the performance, good or bad, and you want to pop on, we're going to have to, you know, we've got some two-minute slots, just pop on. Say what you think. Just say in the comments there that you want to pop on, and I'll post uh, post the link to come on. Uh, Mike, good afternoon, sir. Big up to you, but sorry, uh, glad Brighton got a point. It's fairness. You're a Man United fan, so uh, living in Wales, so I suppose <laughs> you're always going to want uh, the other team. Uh, Scott, hiya, Chris, and everyone else. Hope you're all well. What a poor result. Is it time to start questioning the management, coaching tactics in more detail? Tell you what. What does your what does Torre do? What does he do? That's what I want to know. Will somebody please send me a copy of his job description? Because he seems to turn up at every match, and I don't know what he does in the meantime. Uh Rogers has no faith in the squad, says Facebook user. Scott again. Um, do we drop Tillemans? As for me, starting to look more and more less interested. Um, I've got to argue with that, uh, uh, Scott. I really, really do. I don't agree with that at all, I'm afraid. But it's your opinion, and you are very much entitled to it. And thank you for sharing it. Niall, evening, Chris. Hope you're all well, mate. Been better, but at least we didn't let about five goals in in injury time. Uh, Facebook user, negative tactics after starting off that second half so well. I didn't understand it at all. Mike Green got his popcorn ready. Um, And there's another one here that I just can't see at the moment. I don't know what's happening here, but I can't see that comment. What is it? Can I come on as a neutral? We're not having neutrals on, mate. Um, when we play Man United, I'm definitely, definitely having you on. Okay, so let's bring him in. Um, cover your ears up. That's Go fucking it, embarrassing. That's fucking embarrassing, mate. That's more embarrassing than Spurs. That is absolutely embarrassing. I'm sorry to swear, and I hope it doesn't get you demonetized, mate. But that's absolutely unforgivable. And to the person who put the comment saying that Rogers, this is how flummoxed it's got me, and how much it's messed with my head. I can't remember the full comment. But I think it was something along the lines of basically saying that Rogers' negative tactics has cost us again. Is damn right. It's 100% spot on. Uh, it's just an absolute nightmare. I don't understand it. His faith in the team just seems absolutely gone because I don't understand where my Leicester's gone. Where, where's the Leicester that for the last two seasons... And look, you can laugh and say, all right, you know, people like neutrals might come on and laugh and go, oh, yeah, but you did bottle fourth place. At the end of the day, at least we were still bloody fifth. At least we are still in the top five of the Premiership. I could take... You know what? I would take that. And I said for weeks, months even, haven't I, Chris? I have said it. I said it to you all. Cherish these moments because they don't come along that often. You have to cherish them and you're lardy darling them. And now look at us. And his post-match comments have angered me even more. 
How can you come out and say Leicester maybe punched and hit their limit? How dare you say that about our club and the players we've got here? Because they put the they put the shirt on. They actually looked as terrified as as we did as fans. Well, let's just have a look. This was the comment, Brad. Um, um, which is where are we here? Brendan Rodgers concedes Leicester may already have peaked in their in their European ambitions. He says, with the foxes devastated by last Gaspers' defeat, as he admits injuries have cost the side. No, don't, don't, Brendan, don't. Do not start using that as an excuse now. Do not start using the excuse because you made the same tactical naive error that you've made all season. And guess what? We had a back four, mate. No excuses. I could just about go with your not trust investor guard. He's clearly lacking confidence. He's clearly not fitting into our regime. That's 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 just sort of law. I don't want to have a dig at him. That's just unfortunate. But when we've got a back four that we could should be able to heavily rely on and did for 70 minutes and you still bottle it, forget it. No, 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 do not. You haven't used an excuse now. Don't start using it as an excuse. It's not on. It ain't on. <sighs> Is that it? <laughs> I don't want to no, interrupt mate, yeah, you. No. I don't want to interrupt you, mate. Don't want to, but, uh... No, for now, I need to take a breather because otherwise the whole show will be an hour of me just absolutely losing it. <laughs> no, I, I presume you see it then as um, two points lost. Mate, it was sickening. I was almost kind of half expecting to just be talking about a Brighton win because honestly... For the way we capitulated in our mentality and the way Brendan's got our players thinking in that mentality, there was only one team that would have deserved three points and you wouldn't have argued it. And I'm sorry, I can't believe I'm saying that as a Leicester fan. I've never, ever felt myself this bad about it, even under Powell. At least, at least we played negative football all the way through so you understood that we were going to lose games. That is just unacceptable and it's cost us six points. I'm sorry, but it has. That football has just cost us six points. And that's going to be vital. When we finish, when we do an Arsenal and escape out of Europe altogether by finishing eighth or ninth or even worse, lower, it's going to come back and bite us. His style of football will do it. So, Brendan, please stop it. Because I can't remember us ever winning a game where we've dropped to a five, six at the back. Because that's what it felt like, mate. It felt like we went six at back, not alone five. I mean, Mike, I've sent you an invite. I've seen your last comment, and I want you to, to come on and ask ask Brad that. But Rob's got a question here. Good evening, Rob. How the devil are you, sir? Thanks for joining us. Um, is Brad Brendan out then? I'm getting there. If he doesn't, I've said this before about Brendan. If he doesn't change certain things, which was the zonal marking scenario, you know, the whole, he needs to change that up. He needs to change this up. I said, if he doesn't change that up, he's going to lose himself a job. If he doesn't change this mentality that he's drilling into our players, that he doesn't have faith in them holding on to a game by playing our attacking football, then he's going to lose his job. And if it continues on the pitch after the international break and we go out the cup by doing the same thing and then we lose at a week, the same thing, then yeah, I'm sorry, he, he's, he no longer has to be the man to lead Leicester forward. Because I can forgive certain things, you know, I've been probably one that's kind of calmed fans down in a sense and told them, well, hold on a minute, no, let, let's take everything as a perspective as a whole. And I, even when we, 
even when we as a club haven't suggested that the injuries are the reason we're playing so bad, I've come out here and defended them and the manager and gone, well, no, but let's be honest with you. If we're not relying on so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so playing like one game a season and Vestergaard having to step in and Bertrand because of these injuries, like, you know, and the list goes on and the reasons go on. I just, I can't handle that when we've got a fully fit squad. That should be Brendan going, do what you do. Because Leicester last season and the season before that, go 1-0 up against a team like Brighton or against anybody in that manner, even a Manchester United or Man City, and they keep pressing. And it just felt, mate, that after we kind of niggled and negotiated the 20 minutes after we got in front, it went full shutdown mode. And I, I don't understand what message are you sending to your team, to your players? Because that's not trust in mine. That's, uh, let's not bottle it again, lads. Let's stick everybody behind the ball. And we got in each other's way. And we've done it every time he does this. I, I, yep, yeah, I, I told you. And I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm keeping my um, my thoughts to myself at the moment. But couldn't you say not understand that after what happened the other night? You know, I mean, if that had happened again... Then we're literally, you know, the confidence is going to drain away. But it, but it did, and if Brighton had the shooting boots on, they had found that second goal. We can't get away going, hey, yeah, yeah, well, you know, we didn't win the game, but we got a point out of it. It's better than Wednesday. No, it's not. Had Brighton got their shooting boots on, they would have nicked all three points again. That was the mm. only difference between Wednesday's last ten minutes and today's last ten minutes. Is Brighton only got one goal? They, they could have got a second. That was the most worrying thing. I was sat here when they equalised, went in. Great, I know where the third goal's going then because it ain't going in there. Well, no, because by that time we had taken our offensive players off, and it's a point here that um, that Facebook uses. So I don't know who you are, um, but you haven't put your your name at the end, and you've not read, you know, you're not logged into um, to StreamYard, so you just come up as Facebook user. But you can understand going defensive with five minutes to go, but it seems he goes defensive with 20, 30 minutes to play. No wonder we can see so many at the uh, as the pressure put on the defence is crazy, to ask to defend from that amount of time is football suicide. But this is a point that I, I actually said um, to my mate earlier when we were texting. Um, Brookline says it here. Good evening, Brookline. How the devil are you? Uh, let's rent an airplane banner. The best defence is a good offence. I mean, it is, isn't it? I mean, you know, if 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 we if we're attacking, we're making sure that they're stuck in their defence and they can't get out. And that surely yeah. is the best form of defence. Yeah, you you look at that. Se- right, let, let, let's go back to Wednesday. Right, I know it's a horrible game and it's a horrible eight seconds, but let's go back to what we talked about in in the second half against against Tottenham. We pushed mm. them further pitch. We were more on the front foot, right? Which we were for forty seven minutes of that game of, of today's game until we scored. Right, we got ourselves to the point where Harry Kane was taking pop shots from thirty yards. Right. And we actually ended up getting ourselves the goal, which you could say, despite the first time half and glut of chances that Spurs has, we probably deserved it in the second half to get a goal. Yeah. It just so happened to be that the score was one all, so we could get ourselves in front. But then we went defensive. Then we went to shutdown mode, and it cost us. And I could understand more to a point, had we started the game very cautious and defensive and maybe a five at the back, I could have understood that. You know, that would have been a manager saying, right, just get that mentality. I want you to get touches on the ball. I want you to get the confidence. I want you to feed off that crowd. I want you to do it. 
And instead, he took the braver option and the riskier option. And he went, no, I want Leicester to go out there and I want you guys to do exactly what I know you can do well, which is get a high press, get at them, make them differ on the ball, make them lose it, put them under pressure and create a lot of chances. And when we do that, we're Leicester at our best. And we did that for, like I said, 47 minutes, mate. Then it's like we didn't know what to do for that 20-minute interval. It got to the last 15 minutes and Brendan hit the power button down. Held the power button down on his PC to go into full shutdown mode. And yet again, we're leaving the King Power with one point out of six. And realistically, it could have been zero out of six. And that is scary. The scariest thing is, mate, we all know it. Everybody in the comments, me, you, the man next door who's a Man City fan to me, he probably could tell, tell, tell everybody what Leicester's problems are at the moment. And that's exactly what everybody's putting in the comments. Our inability to trust ourselves so what, to see. So, what is attack. Brendan doing different this year that he hasn't done for the past two years? I mean, you know, we have been caught up, if you like, by Spurs have come back into it, Arsenal have come back into it, West Ham have stayed in it, and you've got like your Brighton and your Wolves. So, that where the past couple of seasons, there's only been ourselves really going as an outsider for that those top four places. You've got maybe more teams, but what, what is fundamentally different this season to the last two seasons? We've completely changed the, the mentality, you know, because what we had was very simple and very Leicester-like. It was away to your Arsenals and your Man Cities and your Manchester United's and your Chelsea's and your Spurs's. We would set up defence defensively, look to spring a ball straight through the middle, a straight line excuse me, a straight line three-way pass, which would consist of probably Tillman's digging the ball out deep in his own half, giving it to Madison. He'd run at them. He'd lay it off to a Barnes, to a, I guess at the time it would have been under or Perez from last season, or Vardy if he's up there. And then bang, Leicester get the chance to take it and they keep going. And then all of a sudden, the more frustrated the opposition would get in with Leicester having a 1-0 lead, or being nil-nil away from home, uh, you know, these teams would leave more gaps and more and more of our midfield would go forward and we'd go 1-0 up, we'd go 2-0 up, we'd see the game out and we'd cruise control it. What we're doing this year is the reverse of that. We're getting, we're dominating the side, we're stretching them and then we're getting the lead and we don't know what to do with it. We don't know what to do with ourselves. It's very, I hate to say this, but you remember that game against Aston Villa when they were 2-0 up and we pulled it back to 3-2? And know how that they feel. a while ago. My God. Yeah, that was, that was ironically when we won the league. But I made a, I made a comparison when asked to do like a little review of that season. And I said that game was defiant for both clubs because Aston Villa, after that, never felt they could win a game no matter what the score was and Leicester felt they'd never lose a game. Well, guess what? The shoe was on the other foot. Because Villa are having a season under Gerard where they don't feel like any game's lost. And right now, we're feeling like a team that never wins a game, no matter what the scoreline is. And you can't are, do that. Are we, pressing, are we pressing the panic button too soon, though? I mean, you know, we've had two good seasons. Every team comes along and has a bad season. And, I'm, you know, I hate blaming injuries because, you know, when you, when you get the likes of Klopp and whatever you blaming injuries, you think, bloody hell, well, we're kind of in that position. But... Is it is it a case of like you know we've got to bite the bullet this season? No, not really. I don't understand why we should. Because I look, I agree with you. 
and absolute fair play to them because I called for it for the last two seasons. And I, as, a, as a football fan, taking my Leicester hat off, I'm really glad to see it. I'm glad to see your West Ham's, your Brighton's, you know, uh, your, and your Ars- not, not so much your Arsenal's and Spurs back on form, but, you know, to see them clubs all competing. I just feel that why can't we still be top of that pile? We started it, so surely we should be leading the charge to break open that top six from the front every season. We should on, be now. On paper, on paper, paper yes. But like I say, there was no Southampton uh, challenging. There was no Arsenal challenging. Um, Brighton and Wolves weren't particularly there. I mean, Brookline says here, in the past years, Brendan had Wes Morgan to bring on. Well, that in the last few games, mate, that was almost <laughs> giving the opposition an own goal. Um, tell what we're going to do. We're going to have we're going to have a look at this. Just bring him on for a couple of minutes and have a look at this from a neutral's point of view. And when I say neutral, he's not a, he's not a Leicester fan. He's not a um, a Brighton fan, but he is a huge Newport County fan. And if you wonder where Newport County is, they are in the in League Two, but doing very well. I've got to be honest with you, doing very well in there in the playoff positions in fifth place. So um, well done, Mike. Big up Newport. Yeah, yeah, big up. Thanks. And you do support another smaller team, don't you? That that, that, uh, that hasn't won anything for years and years and well, years well, and I years and years. They're not straight the FA Cup, but we won't, we won't get into that. <laughs> yeah, I think we've won it more recently. Um, yeah, yeah, just just <laughs> final, I think. Just I mean, not glad to see that you're no longer in the prison cell. But have you taken your Man United lampshade down? Hence why I've put the light on, Chris. So you can't. <laughs> In other words, no, no. Okay, I mean, just quickly then, as a, as a neutral, I don't know if you watched the game today or not, um, by any means. I've seen both goals. Yeah, there wasn't Scott or Sky or BT, but your thoughts on Leicester's season? I mean, you know, I'm just wondering whether, you know, are, are Brad and me and Leicester fans, are we... God help us, turning into a, no disrespect meant here, turning into a Man United, Arsenal sort of fan group where, like, yeah, we've been good, so we should always be good. I'd actually agree with that. Um, and, and that's not being, you know, arrogant or anything and saying, nope. but you've had a title-winning season, you've had um, a year in the Champions League. Yes, you didn't do well in the in the Premier League in that Champions League season. I think you finished 10th, maybe, maybe. Maybe wrong in that, um, and you've had two, you know, very close shaves with the top four, um, and to the point where it's now, you know, we've got to be in that top four race. We should be there. Should you like, you know, these are just questions that really should be asked. You know, you've had two very good seasons. Um, maybe this is the next couple of years that West Ham are going to be sort of pioneering that sort of charge to break the top four because realistically. The, the money that the original top six have, it's so hard for someone outside to compete with because not only have you got to put a, a team together, you've also got to put a squad together, which is 10 times harder. We saw, uh, going back to Man United on the weekend uh, against West Ham, a very crap game, nil-nil at the time. Man United bring Martial, Rashford, Cavani on and West Ham bring Ryan Fredericks on. Uh, and this is the difference between... No, I'm not going to say top six because Man United are not top six at the moment. I'd argue West Ham and Leicester probably over the last five years have been more competitive in the league. But in terms of a club, in terms of the squad, our squad blitzes yours, it blitzes West, West Ham. Yeah. Arsenal, Tottenham probably do the same. Um, and, and I just think maybe Brand, uh, Brandon, 
maybe Brendan Rodgers is getting a lot of flag and stick here. Um, you know, he's a he's a very very capable manager and he's a very good tactician. But I can see where you know Brad's coming from in terms of you know this defensive football and and suiting like you know basically matching your style at just whoever you're playing. If you play Burnley, it's four four two. If you play against um, a Brighton or a Wolves, you play three five at the back. I can understand that because that must be frustrating just lining up to whoever you're coming up against rather than sort of implementing your style of play onto them. I mean, you're yeah. at home in, in the last two games, aren't you, against um, a week at the moment Spurs side and, and a Brighton side that on paper are not that good. Obviously, Graham Potter's done an excellent job. Um, you know, big up to Graham Potter for that. Um, but no... Yeah, the, the two teams that you play in at home, maybe not away from home because Brighton are difficult to beat uh, and so are Spurs, but definitely at the King Power, you've got to be playing your style of football against them rather than saying, come on then, come to us, you know, what, yeah. bring, bring your style and we'll, we'll, we'll basically have a chess match because that's what it's been. And then what's right, come before down... We, before yeah. we just go over to Brad and ask him to respond to that, just say Arsenal for me again. Why? Arsenal. I just love the Arsenal. I just love the way that you emphasize the arse. <laughs> it's like Arsenal. It reflects what they are at the moment, doesn't it? You no, know, this is true. Brad, I mean, it, it, Mike's got a fair point. I mean, you know, I've, I've taken the piss out of Man United fans and out of Arsenal fans, you know, a couple of bad seasons and they're crying into the porridge. We are, if we're not careful turning into that i mean you know we are still in uh in tenth and we'll look at the table in full later but we, we know we are still tenth with a couple of games in hand on a, a, a few of the teams uh two in and in, in touch of brighton so it's not actually and we are only literally halfway through the season this was our 20th game we've still got 18 to go it, you know are we writing this season off too quickly no, and are we turning into arsenal fans no, the, the problem is right now is Leicester fans were probably inexpecting that would be challenging the top eight. And there's no reason, because we have seen it at points this season. I'm not going to lie. We have seen it at points this season. But again, I'll reiterate, when we've seen it at points this season, we've never dropped to a back five defensive mess like we have done recently. I think the biggest point of frustration is, is he keeps coming out and saying, Leicester have reached the limit. They peaked, they peaked, they peaked. No, I, I, I totally agree with Mike. Uh, I think if anybody's going to really, really try and upset the apple cart, it's going to be a West Ham this season. And, but what what disappoints me, I think is a better term to use, what really disappoints me is when I said that I wanted to see West Ham's and Brighton's and Wolves up there, I didn't want it to be a case of, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, I know we... We said we were only going to have one season challenge in top four, and we kind of accidentally had two. Yeah, sorry, West Ham, you you were next in line. We'll, we'll go back to the mid-table battle. I, you know what I mean? Mm. It feels like there's a queue. And, you know, Brighton had it for a little bit. they kind of fallen off a bit, but they're probably really happy with what they're doing at the moment. I, 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 mm. I assume Brighton fans, considering where they've been finishing for the last two seasons, to see their style of football finally getting them some reward in the top half, I think Wolves fans will be very happy because they're still picking up results and doing well. And I feel Leicester fans feel like they've put themselves out in the cold to allow, as if to go, no, no, your turn now, your turn now. You, you have your turn. We'll we'll give it a season and then we'll come back and fight you. We, no, 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 no. We don't want to tread on toes. Look, when, you look at the, when you look at the table there, Brad, and Leicester say we're in 10th, you know, it's not a, a 
bad <laughs> season at all. <laughs> you can't Sorry? see <laughs> but we're, we're in 10th there with 26 points West Ham are in 5th on 37 So okay, that's 11 points more than us But we have got three games in hand on them if, Yeah, we've also, played one more than Spurs. we've also played one more than Spurs And they're uh, what? That's 36, I believe So we're already 30, 10 30, points on Yeah, 37 Spurs in, um, yeah, but, in So, so, so let, let, let's, go on, let's go on the assumption that both teams are level on games and Spurs play their game in hand first and win it. For me, the most disappointing thing is, in the greatest respect to them, because they deserve to be up there, I want us to be where Wolves and Brighton are. Which is only one place above us. One and two places above us. Look at the points difference here. I'd like us to have their points. (laughs) Does that make more if we're 10 yeah, again? They've both played more games than us, hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, okay, but now, now we're plucking at straws, we should still be in the 30 point mark, regardless. If right now we're in the 30, 31, 32 point bracket, I'm still very satisfied with how we're doing. And the expectancy that when the games are all balanced out, whether that's in March or, or April or going into May, that we would be ahead of them teams and we'd be the ones leading the charge to try and get European spot right now. Like you said, Chris, it's points on the board, and I'd rather have the games, you know, on the points on yeah. the board and thinking if and 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 buts with games in hand. Right now, I don't see a way we're closing ten points if this mentor continues. And like Mike said, you can't, you can't, you can't crumble and bow and get down on one knee to teams when they come to you at home. Mm. Your home should be your fortress. That should be nineteen wins there done or not at least. You shouldn't lose your home games. That is. Yeah. you can you can accept you can accept losing to the bigger teams at home, sure, but you should be winning eighty percent of your home games. Yeah, we, we would all take. We would all. T- I mean, we were up against the side here that's got a better away record than Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United. That's the top four, and this team's got a better away record than any of those four teams. So you know, at the end of the day, yeah, I would have liked to have win. Um, we didn't lose in the way we lost the other night. And I think it was the fact that the way we lost the other night that, that, that got to everybody. So, like I say, I'm just thinking, I know, are oh, we said that panic button a little bit too early? I mean, this season, you know, Mike, I'll come to you on this one. This season, outside of Manchester, and I know they got a draw today, but, um, you know, that was, uh, oh, sorry, uh, the other day, but, and credit to Southampton for that. Hmm. Apart from Man City, what other team has been consistent this season? I mean, you know, United certainly haven't, and that's not. I'm not going to dig at United. Liverpool haven't been consistent. There's no. It's, it's a funny season all round, really, isn't it? Yeah, you, you say that even Man City haven't been that consistent. You know, there's it, sometimes they'll been the most consistent though, haven't yeah, they? Yeah. And, and the weird thing about the league as well, I, I looked at the league, if. If Liverpool win their game in hand, they're which is just absolutely crazy. But like you said, this league has been just weird in terms of the games. Every 22 games, you've got someone playing 19, 17. Yeah. Not, not just that, you know, the, the weird way. No, I don't want to keep bringing your game up, but I mean, 8-minute winner, just, it's just random. Weird. Going to be the end of, of, of this weird 
be fair. Last I season. think your mic is going very bad, Mike. No pun intended. So yeah, I'm struggling, <laughs> struggling to hear you. To be honest with you, so um, I'm going to let you go. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for being being honest. Um, nice you know, I'd say that. I'd say good luck for the season, but you know, I wouldn't mean it. <laughs> uh, there's no point in it, Chris. Don't don't open your mouth and say it. There's no point. No, no, no. Um, we'll, we'll certainly get a quiz set up. I think between you and Brad, I think that is needed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks for popping on. Last time, Brad on Riches. To be fair, so <laughs> Ooh, that's fighting talk. <laughs> get him out of here. See you later, mate. Okay, Cheers, mate. All okay. the best. Uh, there we go. Um, there, oh, guys, the Man City wait, block, have block, won. Block him, mute him. Don't let him come back in. I mean, sorry, Mike. No, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. <laughs> but um, no, he says here, Facebook user Man City have won 12 out of 13 games in a row. If that's not consistent, I don't know what is. I thought that, to be honest with you. And I, as I say, I, I expected this season, after the last two seasons we'd had with the COVID, the empty stadiums, etc. I thought this season we'd all be back to, you know, as normal as football ever is normal. But it hasn't. You know, injuries have played bad. Uh, we've probably taken advantage of that. I mean, you know, should the matches have been cancelled, that's for another time, another show. But I just think, <laughs> you know, if Brendan goes then, who who do we bring in? Can we give the job to Emil Heskey? Because right now he wouldn't be scared of keeping us on on the front four. I'd, 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 yeah. Honestly, mate. I'm, but I, Leicester I, women I, lost today. Can I just say that? So maybe that's not the best. But you don't bring yeah, Emil well, Heskey in, who's had no proper managerial experience, and give him. Hey, well, give him well, the, the big team. boys are doing it in the Premiership, and it seems to do him well, didn't they? Man United got to your Europa League final with with an ex-player in charge. Bloody yeah, but I'll that ex-player had had some managerial experience. No, he hadn't. He'd been sat on behind bloody Pep Guardiola. But no, I'm, I'm awesome. joking. Anyway, I'm joking. Anyway, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to ruin Heskey's poor reputation. Bless him. He, he, he's, he's a legend of the game. Stay, stay that way <laughs> as a player, mate. That's all. But, the, that's the problem, isn't it? But I mean, when 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 we let's get the team up because when we announced the team, to be honest with you, I thought it was a good a good team. Um, yeah. Yeah, looking at that, that? Was, I was pleased to a Marty and not always impressing. I prefer him at centre back to right back, but he didn't let us down, did he? Well, he played centre back for majority was, of the game. Sorry, did he? Sorry, my my mistake then. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think I think people got confused. I, I expect him to be the right back option, but um it, it was it was JJ and, and um Thomas out on the wings. It was, you know, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Well, um, no, again. How many times a season, Chris? And I'm bored of saying it. I'm almost falling asleep saying it. Looks great on paper. Very confident going into the game, looking at the lineup. There was nothing there mm. suggesting everything we know about the club and its situation at the moment with players out and blah blah blah. I feel like we could have run this on repeat all season, mate. But yet again, mm. a lineup that had me thinking that's a decent lineup. And yet again, we're sat here going, "What a crap result!" You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sick of saying it every week. Yeah. Uh, David says, to be honest, though, if it wasn't for Casper, we would have lost. It's still worrying yeah. for me why we can't have more confidence going forward. Fair point. He made a, he made a couple of good saves. Um, oh, God. Turf Morehouse. <laughs> good evening, Dan. Are you enjoying your last few hours before your death on camera this evening? Guys, anybody yeah. watching, if you've got nothing to do at about half eight, 
get onto YouTube. It's Turf Morehouse TV, and we are going to see this man crying. Not because he didn't get three points against Arsenal, because he's going to eat this very, or he says, very, very hot chip. And I reckon he's probably slit it open and put a Dorito or something in there instead. Um, um, oh, just about to I've only traded a packet and used a glue gun, and he's going to be like, oh, yeah, this is exactly. really easy. Exactly. We should have had an independent adjudicator there. But good luck tonight with that, Dan. Uh, got to 305 subs. Get over there, help him out, give him a sub. Um, uh, Brad and Chris are in the big house. Um, Mike Green is gone. <laughs> Hands off Daesh. I wouldn't want Daesh. I would have been at one point, but I think he's uh, he's he's done his. Um, as Scott as Scott says here, you can keep Daesh. I think he's done his. He's had his moment. I think uh, and years ago. I think football sometimes moves on and certain types of managers don't. And I think that's maybe a little bit apparent with Daesh. And I think he, he's just made for the, sort of the way Burnley play. Um, let, I mean, here we go. Let's have a look at this. I mean, uh, Brighton, oh, this is what I was saying before. Brighton, you know, they have got the best away record, which scared me at the start. So are we kind of surprised that, that, that they won? You know, no side has lost fewer. I mean, given off the back of midweek, you were probably expecting and, and, and we were happy to take a point. You were probably expecting a team that suffered in the way they did against Spurs on a Wednesday would have been defensively very short in numbers. They would have probably been very timid in going forward and trying to see out the first 45. Uh, and then you'd been going, all right, well, I'll, if, we, if this is how easy it's going to be to control the ball, but not really show anything forward, I'll take a nil-nil right now sort of thing. But honestly, tell me, up until we scored, where Brighton looked like the team that were going to get anything from this game. Because that's, that's, that's what makes these drop points even more frustrating because I genuinely don't see Brighton in that entire game doing getting a goal or getting all them chances to not only get the equaliser but get a winner if we'd have just continued in that ment mentality and the style of playing. I'm worried that if we'd have scored after 20 minutes, it'd have gone ultra-defensive from then. That's what really worries me. Because, like I say, between the goal and the 75th minute, we kind of didn't defend, but we didn't attack. You know mm. what I mean? It's like the players were just waiting to look at the clock and go, right, 75 minutes, lads, off we go, backwards we go, because that's what we know to do. You know? And I, I don't I mean, know. I, don't, I mean, you know, it was pretty even. Forget the possession, because that, that, that doesn't mean anything. But, you know, 15 shots to us, 14, six on top. Oh, was that... No, five on target, I think, for us. Five, same, exactly the same for Brighton. So, corners are there or thereabouts. I mean, it was it was a pretty even game, to be honest with you. Um, and I don't know. I, I'm just, I, for me, I'm just thinking, you know, thank God that we've got, as we said before, we've got Casper in goal and we've got Daku up front. So if we hadn't had those two, then, you know. But I, I just... At the start, of the, you know me. At the start of the season, I, I, I was, I was going as mad as the next person, you know. And I just think now, maybe we've got to swallow the pill, you know. That you've, you've got us not having the best season. We're not doing a Leeds. We're not doing an Everton. You know, we've still got the same manager. Um, how's that worked out for you, Watford? By the way, great idea changing your manager, wasn't it? You know, I just think. Let's you know we've got we've got to maybe bite the bullet this season, 
do well, hopefully, in the conference, maybe even win it, who knows, and then come back stronger when we've got everybody back, everybody fit um, next season. I mean, I kind of agree with you, but I kind of wish we were seeing it now. I, I would kind of wish I was seeing some performances, you know, and I was seeing a consistent 90 minutes where Leicester were at least playing their style of football, live by the sword, die by the sword, if you will. Because I don't think we get the frustrating results as, well, as many frustrating results as we've had this season. You know, I know it might sound ridiculous, but when we stopped playing defensive six at the back against Man City, when we were already 4-0 down, may I add, we got three goals. You know, yeah, we lost the game in, in, inevitably, you know, 6-3. You know, and people might say, yeah, well, you can't really look at that, right? Well, no, but if you remember that game, we attacked, we attacked, we attacked, we attacked. And at one point, we nearly made it for all. I mean, I, 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 I was in that game. Yes, we know what happened. Inevitably, you know, Man City went down the other end and kind of broke our resistance and then kind of rub salt and wound that game. But I felt more effort and more heart was put into that entire second half than what I've just mm. witnessed over the second period of this game because it just shows that we can't do this defensive football. We get in each other's way. And I know I'll have my tactic segment where I really will hint on what works and what doesn't for Leicester, mm. really, basically. But if you can look at when we've gone right in games, we're talking positives. has been about Leicester being on the front foot, being aggressive, being ready to pick up them loose balls, putting opponents under pressure. And that's when Leicester are true Leicester. I just... Yeah, look, in 18 games time, mate, and yeah, come 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 what may, we could be sat here talking about our Leicester have finished sixth or seventh mm. or even eighth. They're, they're, they've got a European conference final to look forward to. We had a really good run, maybe, you never know, still in the FA Cup or a decent run defending that cup. And in the end, what we thought would happen from the start of the season has, has eventually turned out. But you can't do that. You have to look at it in the here and now. And here and now, I'm concerned. In five games' time, I might not be concerned. Yep. We might be into yep. the fifth round of the cup. We might be five yep. games, four wins and a draw. And we might be where we're supposed to be. But until I see that, I'm going to be as concerned about how we're going about our style of play until it changes. And I've never been one, even when it was bad. And I mean Taylor bad. I'm talking bad under you know Dave Bassett in, the, in that Dross 2002 season. You know... I've seen Craig Levine in charge of this club and drag us all the way down to the bottom of league, you know, inadvertently practically relegate us to League One with his style of play mm. doing it there. And I'm not a disgracious fan. If you said to me at the start of the season that Leicester are going to finish in the top 10, take it. I love to see my club finish as high as possible. It's just the worry setting in for me. And I wouldn't say the panic button, my hands like that over the panic button, but at the start of the season, the key was away. I had the draw locked and the glass cabinet, you know, the glass over the red button was firmly there. Now I'm just twiddling the key between my fingers going, don't press it, just see what happens, maybe. And now, you know, I'm debating whether to turn it and open it up and hit the panic button or to open the draw back up and put it back to safe. I mean, it's just like, we'll see what happens. But right now, my confidence and belief it's going to end up like a season like we're hoping for is very stretched. Well, if we have a look at our history of uh, where we finished it since we came back up to the Premier League, 
<laughs> eventually 14th, although that obviously doesn't tell the full story of that great escape season. We, yes. we then won it. Uh, we then finished 12th. So it was the worst defence of the Premier League by any team ever. Uh, then we got 9-9 under, under 12. And, you know, <laughs> looking back, 9-9 nine and nine wasn't bad, you know. And then we've had 2-5-5. Five and five. So 8th, 9th, 10th to me, you know, isn't is an overly disappointing, but it's not a, a disaster, if you like. And then we've got strong games coming up, but anybody can beat anybody on the day. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Burnley yeah. nearly beat Arsenal today. And who'd, who'd, who'd have thought that, eh? Uh, certainly not this guy. <laughs> Good evening, Daniel. How are you, Christopher? Are you all right? Yeah, I've, I'll bring you in because no matter how bad our season is, we're nowhere near <laughs> as bad as yours. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, not a bad result for us today, to be fair. I think um, it makes that point against West Ham in the midst of all the games that were cut off um, a lot more of a, you know, a stronger point. However, it keeps us there. Watford in the next game, only mm. a point between the two of us. It's a must win. Is it just a point between the two of you? Yeah, it's yeah. Just, I thought, oh, I maybe, maybe the BBC... You've got off I've the magic. Got you, well, you, you are. Sorry, Paul, Chris. You say your point, and I'll. Sorry, I, I, I've, BBC have got you being two points. You're on twelve, and Watford on fourteen. Ah, right. Uh, it might have been me. I might have just been checking it, thinking that it hadn't changed from previous. Ah, right. Yeah. So, and and you're when you again, you're only three points and four or four points off Norwich. So it isn't all to play for. Um, I mean, what do you think when you look at Leicester? And how our season's been. It's like you said, pretty much in one of the first videos I ever spoke to you in. And you said you knew at that time that, okay, for all the good things that's happening at Leicester at the moment, there is going to come a time where it's not going to be, you know, great. And we're, you know, we're not going to be firing on all cylinders, winning the league again and stuff. There is going to be that come down period. And I remember, I remember, you know, you and Brad sort of touching on it that every team goes through it. However, this season is pretty much that point. Um, but there's enough quality in there for Leicester. There's enough quality to, to be higher up the table. It's just, for me, Rodgers is getting it all wrong. I mean, we've got, we've got a, a, a thing in the comments here. Um, it was a Facebook user. He hasn't put his name on it, so he's um, whether he actually believes it or not, but he is Rogers out, Brad. Um, whoever you are, Facebook user, if you want to come on, message me. I'll send you the link. It's no problem. And come on here and tell us why it's Rogers out. I mean, we are, we are talking that too soon. I was disappointed, and we do do these shows straight after the match. And, you know, for Leicester, at least, you know, we, we sat there in 10th. I mean, you know, for Dan, he looks at it and thinks, God, um, we're bad. And he looks at it three days later and it's still, God, we're bad. <laughs> so we uh, at least look at it and think, well, yeah, we're, we're, we're mid-table. I mean, we're not going to go down. Uh, I don't no. think there's any, any hope for that, Brad. But, you know, I just we, I just think we're calling for Rogers' head a little bit too early. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We, yeah, we are. We're only. This is this is kind of a blippy season, and I do agree with what Dan said. And and you know we did touch on it ourselves earlier in the season, exactly like Dan said that this could be the season uh, where Leicester kind of don't drop off, 
but yeah. kind of have that season where they kind of realise that all the other teams are booking up and all of a sudden you've not just got your Spurs and Arsenal's booking their ideas up, but you've got your West Ham's and your Brighton's and your Wolves going, yeah, hold on, we want a bit, we want a bit of that as well, Leicester. Yeah, you're right. We want a bit of that. If we do that, we we want to be like you, challenging for Europe. We're all about this season. I'm, I just think maybe it's just a little bit too nervy at the moment. I think we're, we're kind of allowing it to happen more than more than other teams pressing the point when they play against us. Do you think, though, Brad, as well, that in a way there's a lot of the fan base that sort of now expects success for Leicester because of the recent successes that, mm. they, that they've had? It's almost like, well, Leicester should be a given, in a sense. And this but season's it, almost a, a, a case of adjusting back to reality. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, like I said, probably in August, a lot of Leicester fans would have been like, Okay, we've had our success. Sorry about that. I'll just sort out the camera. Uh, we've had a lot of success. It's come to us in. Oh, you're out now. I know, right? I did to start it just for you, Dan. I knew you were coming on secret. Um, no, <laughs> I but you know, I've got a part in between my chest. If that helps. Oh, lovely, lovely, mate, lovely. <laughs> but no, I um, I have to admit, I I think a lot of Leicester fans came into the season cautiously thinking, right. Where do where have other teams over the course of history go wrong when they kind of do what Leicester have done? I mean, I remember Everton sneaking into the UEFA Cup. I remember a certain Portsmouth after won the FA Cup, and and teams like that over the mid two thousands did the same thing as Leicester, and then they dropped off. And then, you know, even West Ham have taken 10, 15 years to get back to that level where they're becoming a contention for that top eight side. And I think my biggest concern in the season is I'd rather Leicester be 10th but three points off eighth then looking at eighth and going well we've got this game in this many games in hand on this yeah, team yeah. and this many games in hand with that team and yes we're 10 points or seven points or 11 points off yeah. but at least we no I can't I, my, my brain can't do that maths to start off with and it's more yeah. terrifying I'd rather have 22 games played or whatever the highest amount of games played is above us and we're going right that's the situation Yes, we're not having I the best. I think any fan, any yeah. fan would want that. Any fan would sooner have the points on the table, or, or, you know. Or, or, but we have to look at what what it is, and I'd mm -hmm. sooner be sat as we are now, six points behind them with a couple of games in hand, than six points behind them with no points in hand. So <laughs> I know I yeah. totally agree with you, Brad. Sooner have the points on the, on the table, but I'd sooner be in the position we're in than not having the points and not having the game either. But in, in, in yeah. reply to what you said, uh, Dan, you know, it, it's every fan. Being a fan, you hope, in any aspect of life, you know, I mean, I worked in sales for God knows how many years. And, you know, I had I had one year where I hit my target every 12 months and it goes up. Your target goes up. You have a good month, your target goes up. And that's fans' expectations of their football team. You know, I'm sure yeah. when you won the, you know, when you got seventh and into Europe, you were hoping to have a very good season the next season. And, and oh yeah, there's still there's still there's still know. fans about that think yeah. that's the same squad that got us there. Yeah, and you're just like, oh my god, take the claret into the glasses off. Just realise yeah. for once that we was punching above our weight. We've been yeah. punching above our weight to be in this division. Going back mm. to what Brad said then about the points difference and stuff like that, it's almost in a way like us at the bottom. We, we need to get points ourselves, but we're also keeping an eye on the results happening around us and we're hoping mm. that they're going our favour. So, 
Yeah. We don't want to be doing that. We want to be doing our own job. You know, we don't want to be worrying about how everybody else's games are. For yeah. me at the moment, obviously, I've got to be happy as a Burnley fan that we're still, even with five games to play on some of the teams, that we've still got a chance and we're still in in there points-wise. But for yeah. you guys, it's... I, I, I don't know. You should have beat us. You should have beat us early on in the yeah. season. I, yeah. I, you know, no doubt about it. Even 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 with Chris Wood's goal being choked off. However, you should have beat us based on that performance. Yeah. You know, I think there was the West Ham game as well, wasn't it? If I'm well, not no, we got mistaken. stuff in the West Ham game. But I always look out for the um, Burnley result because it always makes me feel better. <laughs> Anyway, Dan, I'm going to let you go. Um, you're going to eat this hot chip tonight at 8.30-ish. I am. Um, I am. I'm not looking Asda forward tea. to it. I've, I've been out. I've been, to, I've been to Asda. I've got my milk. I've got my yoghurt. I've bought ice, I bought ice lollies instead of ice cream. I thought... Well, you can always shove that up your arse afterwards, can't you? Yeah, well, true, <laughs> true. Just hope you've got enough toilet paper. Uh, Turf Moor House TV, get over there at 8.30. Dan is doing the hot chip challenge, so he says. Um, we're all going to be watching, Dan. I've not opened the, the packet. So you say, so you say. Don't worry, Kate, Kate will grass him up straight away. She won't allow it. She's yeah, she would. She would. Do you know what she'd like? <laughs> Yeah, not she's she's like, I, back, I didn't realize how hot it was. I was there yeah. looking at Scoville unit. I'm like, right, so jalapenos 1800 Scoville units. What's this chip? Two million, right? Thanks, brilliant. <laughs> Look forward to that. Well, I'll tell you what, you were pissing in the corner and you hadn't had it. God knows what you were doing in the corner tonight. Good luck, mate. We'll find you. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll be watching later <laughs> on and laughing, no doubt. Take care. <laughs> you will. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, mate. Cheers, so get yourself Turf Moor House TV on YouTube, 8.30. Get over there. Give the guy some subs. Give him some credit for what he's doing. Uh, I bloody wouldn't do it, I'll tell you. But we have, straight after this, we're going to be popping over and talking tactics with Brad. Are you ready? Leicester Till I Die TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Indeed, and here we have Brad's tactical appraisal with all his blue bits. He's got his blue bits, he's got a lot of blue bits now, so there's no confusion with the colours. Um, let us put you over and uh, and give Brad the stage. Yeah, give me the stage. I'm, I'm falling apart here trying to do this as, as quick as Leicester's defence. Can you even see all that? Let me know when you can see it all. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, we can see it. Yeah. Can you remove my name, or is that is that just stuck there? I don't know. I give up. Walking off. It's off. Oh, for God's sake! Now my phone's falling over. It's a disaster. Today's a disaster for me, mate. Right. So for those of you trying to do this as best I can for you, this is really going wrong for me today. For God's sake! Come on. I want to get all of it in the picture for you, but I don't know if it is. Uh, no. Give me a minute, mate. This this camera's been really awkward for trying to sit for me to do this. Should I? Let me see if I can do it this way. I can't do it that way. Chris, go full screen a minute so I can just deal with this, so I can try and sort this out for you. Bring yourself oh. back in a minute. There we go. I, I've just I've just discovered um, we have background music, which is is that playing? Oh, oh, this is new. 
this is new guys um if, if only dan was here we could have played some s corp 7. <laughs> we've, we've got dance pop here I'm, I'm 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 off i'm playing on my own here yeah on my own i did say that right yes anyway i'll have a look at that later don't tell us anything so yeah um so guys what do you think brendan in brendan out i mean for me and as i said as annoyed as i get with these results yes if it had been the last two seasons we would have been beating these we know we were sat third for how long but yeah i do feel that you know we can't do that every single season you know, I mean, look at Liverpool. They went out. They won everything going in, in in one calendar year. Every cup they were in for, they won. Next season, didn't win a thing. You know, and that's what you've got to remember, that football does have its peaks and its troughs. I think we are going through a trough at the moment. Um, and, yes, I wouldn't know. We'd be critical of, of, of Brendan. We'd be critical of the team. We pay our money. We know we are, we are entitled to have those things. But I just think... You know, a little bit too too soon to maybe asking for Brendan to go. I mean, you know, is it is it like Pwell? I mean, you know, what did Pwell achieve? And we we got rid of him. Um, and I just let's be sensible. And who would we get? You know, when we signed this guy and last season, we were crying in our in our in our porridge in the thought of Man United or Spurs coming in for him. You've and I'm the same as you. I'm 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 a fan, and I want us to win. Always, always want us to win. And I do get annoyed. And as you know, I'll come on and I will have my rants, as Brad had his rant earlier. But when we take the blue tinted spectacles off, we've got to think who's out there. Who is out there? You know, we've got a manager that's won things. Um, We've got a manager who, who 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 took a team to second. He's taken us to fifth, but uh, no, for two years running. Uh, who um, who who is who is who is out there? That is the question. And would we be any better off? Um, Brookline, good evening, Brookline. How the devil are you again? Too disruptive to fire a manager mid-season, but we have too many good players for these results. We do, but how many players have we had injured? And I say Brendan hasn't blamed the injuries at all. You know, we've, we've made a few mistakes. We've bought the wrong players, hashtag Vestergaard. Um, you know, and he's come out and criticised him now. But you know what? We've just got to, I think, accept that this is one of those seasons when we've just got to maybe consolidate and then we'll come back stronger next season. Would we be in this position if we'd had Fafana, if we'd had um, Piera? In, in his form, if we'd had um, Castagna. And, I mean, and look at the fact that we had um, James Madison out, one of our key players. And when he comes back, we can't expect a player to come back and be absolutely brilliant and they're exactly the same as they were when they went out. They've got to be eased back in and they've got to play. Would Justin... It was okay today. It was good. I wouldn't say it was outstanding, but then, I mean, in fairness, nobody was. But would he, had we got a full-strength team, have played a full 90 minutes now? I don't think Brendan would have risked him. I think he'd have, he gave him 45 the other day, maybe 50 or 60 today. But who do you replace them with? 
and you know, so you know, let's let's kind of get a hold of ourselves going forward. Um, I think Brad is now ready. Um, he needs to just yes. his camera a little bit, maybe. Um, I, I can't do much of it. It's where it is, mate. I'm oh, no, that's fine now, to... mate. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Here we go. Five minutes of Brad, and I'm sure this will all make sense, and he'll get the manager's job as he as he as he should as he should. Brad Brad talking tactics and Brad talking sense. Here we go. <laughs> that's a sentence I never thought I'd actually hear, but yeah. So, dear Brendan. This is this this see this. This is how you lined up today. You went with back four. You went with uh, a holding two, an attacking three, and then Daka up front. That's exactly what you did right. Because and I can't believe I have to stress this to you, mate. Because I hear you saying it all the time in training. You're very good at making our players do in, intricate five yard training, uh, uh, five yard passes, and you can see it all over here. I'm gonna play a little bit of dot to dot with you defensively. They've got that. That's one triangle. Now, I didn't profess to be an artist, right? That might look like a crap, crap triangle, but that's what I mean. Right? And defensively, they can work it out wide. They can work it in the middle. They've got two escape routes. Same on this side. They can work it out wide. They can work it through the middle. Even if that drags over here, they've got an escape route. Again, don't, don't, don't comment on my triangle drawings. It's awful. And going forward, this is where Leicester, when they're at their best and true to Leicester form, this is where Leicester are at their ultimate best because they can pass it between themselves here to force uh, an opposition player to leave the gap open, which is what they did. And Leicester then could make a couple of triangles. They could go left, which could then insinuate you know, Madison getting the ball, who could lay it back to Tillemans or Dewsbury Hall if needed, and they could keep building down that left side. They could go straight through the middle, which again would complete that triangle there. And all of these... Right, spoiler alert, but all of these lead to the partridge on top of this pear tree. Because again, even if Leicester wanted to go down the right, they could do so. With nice, intricate, five-yard passing, players in and around each other so they could get that ball forward. And then all of a sudden, that ball in from either side becomes really dangerous, right? Because it's either supplied by the wingers and you've got Madison and Dakar attacking it, or at that point, and let me just quickly try and get rid of these lines because I'm, I, you know, I'm batting against the clock here. You know, if Leicester intricately knock it around, Leicester actually end up with a, a centre three in a sense, with a Lutman or a Tillemans or a, or a, you know, a Dewsbury Hall holding that attackive, aggressive, attacking line, and suddenly Leicester have three players in the box, one or two at the edge of it, depending on which side they attack from, and then. Leicester look good going forward and it becomes hard for teams to deal with. Brighton today, when Leicester were at their fluid best, right, Leicester were pressing the ball. Wherever that ball was, there was a Leicester player near it. And that's because of the triangle or the five-yard gap that they like to keep between their defensive line and their attack, right? Exactly like I just drew on there, if you take them triangles away. Where if, even if the ball was here, there was a press on it. If the ball was here, there was a three-man press on it, and that's where Leicester took advantage of their um, of their um, opposition. And that's when Leicester at the free-frame best because they press the ball, they win it high up the pitch because Leicester like to play a high defensive line that has to be taken into account in it, right? Because Leicester can't afford to lose that ball in the middle. So, 
why did it why why is it not worked well it actually indicates the same problem that we had when we played Tottenham it's a very good at this because they work on this a lot in the training ground and it seems like Brendan puts more t- more time on the actual pitch in trying to get Leicester to play a three at the back than he does work on it in training because I cannot remember a time that this 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 has ever worked for Leicester because what going to a three at the back, right, essentially does, we'll go with a flat back five, because let's be honest with you, James Dust, James Justin and whoever was on that pitch at, at any given time stopped being wingers and started being more central uh, centre-backs, really. And what that completely does is a problem that occurred early in the season. Our defensive-minded players, our ball winners, if you'd like, were so far deep that the gap between any any attackers was probably 10 to 20 yards. And then what we did to Brighton, which was in the first half, which was Brighton were clearing the ball, we were getting it back, they were coming at us. These blue markers, in a sense, stop being your James Madison's and your Harvey Barnes's or your Adam Ona Luckman's and start becoming a defensive Leicester side, throwing everything in front of the ball. And then Brighton have players coming at us and all of a sudden, we can't get rid of the ball. We can't get a foot on the ball. And you know, that's where we lost it. We need to stop switching to this defensive malarkey in the last 15 minutes of a game. Because every time we do that, we leave so much open, we never see the ball in that final third. And, and that's where we lost the game today. And it's credit to Brighton because these teams are doing that and they're, and they're punishing us for it rightly. If this continues and we keep swapping to this, we will not do well the second half of the season. Which we are now within. Thank you very much, as always, Brad. Yes, um, no worries, mate. Sorry for my technical difficulties, even though it wasn't anything technical with it. It was just me well, being was, down. It was making me do this when you were having trouble. But, um, I, think guys, I, bottled, I think I bottled doing the tactics like Leicester did the, the lead today. <laughs> this is what we want you to do, guys. Please, if you're not on YouTube, get over to YouTube. If you are on YouTube and you haven't already, please give us... Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Leicester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. David says here, good evening, David. My analysis is that it's mostly mental for us. Despite our injuries, the first team we had out there was really good. When we changed to defend the players, we don't have confidence in themselves. Um, I just think we can be at some point, and we have to accept this, we are missing some very good players. <laughs> you know, we've got Vardy, and, and this to me sums Vardy up. Is He's now out for eight weeks with what probably a few seasons ago would have been three or four. Um, yes, we have got Dakar, of course, and I just think we've got so and we've lost. Oh, thank the Lord, Lord, we've got Dakar, you know, Lord. we've yet yeah, we've, we've lost Fuchs as well. So, you know, there's a lot, and, I, and those are the players that I mentioned before. I mean, let's have a look. Vardy, he'd be in the starting lineup, Piera would be in the starting lineup. Chances are that Castagna would as well. Um, and oh. Fafana. So there's four players that would definitely, almost certainly, be in a starting lineup for us that, that, that we are we are down to. I mean, you know, Liverpool lost um, Van Dijk, and look how bad they lost one player, and look how bad their season was. But, 
There we, there we go. I'll just say that I don't feel so bad. <laughs> I'm struggling with the prediction league. I don't know how I've done. I need to go and check that. Um, but none of us went for the draw um, today. When, when, when Brighton got one back, I'm thinking, hmm, do you reckon we could get to 3-1? <laughs> could get me three points, but it wasn't to be. Um, Marshy, Walshy, Tags, uh, Steve Linitz and Ian Wilson. Yeah, we all went for Leicester and we all got bitten on the bum. Um, I've got a couple of um, comments here that are quite big, Brad, so bear with me. This was your easiest tactical board ever. Everyone understands this except Brendan. The five at the back only works with Nacho as a hold-up player. Yep, good point, Brookline. Facebook user again. Still don't know who you are, so I can't call you out. So when we learn a draw is so when will we learn a draw is understatement? It was when we played out. Sorry, it was out. I'll start this again. So when will learn a draw is understatement? We was outplayed, to, so I'm going to ask the... Oh, this is Jason. Hi, Jason. Um, I asked the other guy the other night. You still not think there is a problem if you're okay with this? I shouldn't have a draw than a loss. Let me put it that way. I'm not happy with a draw, but if you give me a draw more than a loss, then, you know, I'll, I'll take the draw. And like I say, we know we are forgetting that this isn't the Brighton of last season or the Brighton of the season before. This is the Brighton that have got the best away record. They've got a better away record than Man City, than Liverpool. And, and I say, I think if you just put everything together, look at the teams. Leeds wouldn't have thought to expected to be where they were. You know, there's so many teams this, this season that are just Everton. Who'd have thought Everton would have been down there? Not Everton fan, surely. You know what I mean? So... Anybody can beat anybody on the day. We look at Norwich the other day, 3-0. Who'd have had a bet on that, you know? Um, David, it's almost as if we play with more confidence if we have to come from behind versus Man City. We played our best after going behind. Other than games versus Liverpool and Man U, we can't have a good lead. I would like to see how we do when everybody is back. I've got to be honest with you. Uh, Brad, I'm going to ask you about this now. Uh, your man of the match. You know, because um, yet again, and I put it out there on Twitter, and I'll stand by it for this game in particular. If it wasn't for Brendan Rogers changing things so dramatically, I think he comes back from the African Cup of Nations and gets us a solid clean sheet. For me, from 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 what was good in terms of defensive work and, and made a lot of good clearances, in my opinion. Daniel Marty does well. I want to give it JJ, though. Um, mm. I, I think JJ just edges it because he just he, he just looks like he hasn't missed a beat from his injury. Um, if they can share it, great. But I would probably just agree with Alan there and, and say just because yeah. he spent 11 months out and honestly doesn't look like he's missed a, a, missed a beat in them 11 months of recovering, and getting himself mm -hmm. up to match fitness, I'm yeah. gonna give it JJ. Otherwise, I I, I feel that Amato would feel a bit harsh not getting the man of match award because he came in and we looked a different animal. He was, and he it, it enabled us to be able to drop Vestergaard, which was a godsend. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and he you know technically, I don't, he obviously didn't have to isolate, but, you know, he, he had just obviously had a long flight and, and regular games, so well done to Daniel, but yeah, it was great, and I know it's a cliche, 
But when you've been out for 387 games, no, not, not 387 games, 387 minutes or something like that. Feels like a kick. Yeah, it was 387 something. I'm presuming it's possibly minutes. I don't know. No, it can't be minutes. Anyway, it was on the BBC. Go and check it out. And for James Justin to come back and play like he did, what was was excellent. And I think we've still we've still got to get back up there. And like I say, for me, it's still Rogers in. I'm not going to say Rogers out because I just don't know who's going to you know re- replace him. And do we end up with one of those clubs where you know we we stick with the manager, Brad? And you can see what happens when you stick with a manager when they're going through a bad time. Yeah, or, yeah look, I, I want yeah. us to stick with him, but I also yeah. want him to be able to put his goddamn hands up like he's obviously done with our set pieces, right? Yeah, he's, he's clearly put his hands up and gone, OK, we've tried it, we've persisted with it, my way doesn't work, let's go back to the old way. If he can mm. do that again with shutting us off after 70 minutes, then I'm happy for him to be his manager. I'm happy for us to stick with him, but there will come a point where if he's persistent with this for as long as he was with the corner situation, the set piece situation, he's not going to be able to have any legs to stand on and say, I deserve time. You know what I mean? I don't want it to come to that, but it will come to that if this doesn't get nipped in the bud over the international break. Mm. And what do you think, manager four? And we're going to bring Doug in in a second, manager four, team five. I think the team get a five because the manager's a four. And I know that sounds like, yes, Brad, that's exactly why he's got them ratings. But that team rating was not a five up until about 75 minutes, was it? And let's be honest, like a lot of you have said in the comments, when he made that formation change and made in inadvertently them tactical changes, the performance probably dropped from like a seven hmm. to a five very quickly. And the manager was probably looking to get in a seven off Allen at that point because... We were managing that end game, looking like we were going to do it okay, and then that formation change ruined it. And that's the more frustrating things because the ratings are right come the end of the result, mm. but to the players, they're un- they're undeserved to be getting five. But it's the only thing you can give them for what for, for how it played out. I'm afraid. Yeah. yeah, Jason, uh, he doesn't like Brendan Rogers. Jason, I think we, <laughs> I think we know this. He's saying Vestergaard awful signing. Would agree with you with that. Um, Three more games, and I actually think that's the end of Rogers. No, mate, we're not going to. Don't get rid of him mid-season. It's not going to do us any favors because all you do is you bring a new manager in who's got a different philosophy to um... Chelsea. <laughs> yes, as, as somebody just said that. Yeah, but you bring it's another the... manager in, and he's got a different philosophy to Brendan, but he's got the same players and. You know, the, the January transfer window is almost finished. We haven't got the money to buy anybody else. So all you're going to do is have 15, 16, 20-odd players. They've now got a new manager with a new philosophy, wanting to play a different way, and they're just going to end up confused. So no change in the manager. If we're third or fourth from bottom, then it's a different story. But where we are now, you know, and I just – he says, I'm just worried um, – Terry said, who started uh, the Rogers out debate? I think that was Jason, mate. Um, although Brad was a little bit that way maybe at the start. And he says, I'm just worried some players may want out. I think if you get, if you no. get past Tillemans, if you get past Tillemans, who wants out anyway, I don't think many players so, want to leave. To be honest with you, I don't, don't please, Leicester fans, don't use Tillemans not signing the contract as suddenly a cop-out to knock his performance. He cleared him off the line today. 
That don't, that you don't do that if you're a man that's got your head up your arse and you're thinking of other mm. clubs to join. You, you're doing that because you want to not lose a game of football. So yeah. let's not fall into that trap with Tillemans. Let's not get on that bandwagon, please. Howdy, yeah. Doug. You might cheer me up. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. How Good are we? Good evening, Douglas. How are the devil are you, sir? Yeah. yeah um, I mean, well, I did pray. say... I did say that I couldn't see Manchester City giving their lead up, but you're getting a little bit close with that game in hand, aren't you? Yeah, nine points now. Um, look, I think I think people are probably going to say, yes, it's probably still over. You know, I think City having a bit of a blip is probably a good thing because I don't think anyone wants them to win it by, you know, 15, 18 plus 20 plus points anyway. But big win for us today because... Um, the Palace played very, very well in the second half. We didn't come. We didn't turn out in the second half. First yeah. half got the two 0 lead. Looked really comfortable as well. But um, it was just just after that, Palace sort of came onto their stride, and uh, you know we got a very controversial penalty. Now, if obviously people have seen my tweets, it's not a penalty. Jota completely runs into Guaita. Where is it supposed to go? And Kevin Friend goes over to the monitor and gives a penalty, which I'm, I'm absolutely amazed about. So I feel sorry for Palace fans there. For me, that was not never a penalty. So I got a bit fortunate there. But I think when a ref is asked to go over to a monitor, nine times out of ten, they're going to change their mind because mm-hmm. they feel that the guy that's that's on the end of the VAR is thinking, you know, you've not quite got this right. So, you know, it would take a very, very brave man to say, no, I'm sticking with my original decision. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't got those. But just out of interest, and I did ask this earlier, whether Leicester fans are getting a bit like uh, Arsenal and Man United fans. And, you know, we have to, we should be there because that's where we have been. Uh, you've got, you know, Arsenal get a nil-nil draw. And I'm just looking at Miss Molina. All the best, Miss Molina. I hope you are well. Um, but her, her show tonight was questions need to be asked to Arteta and Edu. So they're not happy with the draw either. But... I want to ask you this as a Liverpool fan, Doug. Is that season when you won everything, or that uh, that year, I should say, because I think it was over two seasons, and you, you know, if they had an egg and spoon race and you'd entered it, you would have won. You know, that was it. And then the next <laughs> season, the next season, you went totally down and didn't win anything. Were, were people sort of blaming it on Klopp, or were you just kind of still sort of, no, we need to stick with him? Um, well, I think the modern day football fan would have probably said, would have probably blamed Klopp and, mm. um, like saying that we didn't get in, didn't get anything. Look, the thing is, I kept saying this for about two, three seasons, we were, we were relentless. We were playing football out of this world. There was always going to be a season where we were going to come down with a, with a plum. And the thing is, I'm glad it was that season because, no defenders. We had 22 centre-back partnerships that season, which was incredible. Um, so to still get Champions League football from the position that we were in, going in 13 games to go, and we, I think we managed to win, I think, 12 out of 13. Mm. And to get top four from that, without your best defender, without you know one of your, one of your key men anyway, was, was amazing. So... I think people calling for Rodgers' head, yes, it might not have gone right this season for them, but I think it's still too early. 
it's still too early to be calling for a manager's head. Yes, I know you haven't had a good season-ish, but you're not far off the top 10. It's still a very competitive league. And in my opinion, there's still a lot of football to be played. So I think people getting on the Rodgers out brigade, I think that's just been instigated by somebody. Um, But it doesn't get any easier for Leicester. Because, you know, you've got Forrest coming up in the cup and then a a nice wee Thursday night trip to Anfield. So uh, The decider, if you like, we've uh, (laughs) won one each. So, I know. But then again, as everybody says, you know, if you can't stand the heat, don't get out, you know, get out the kitchen. And if you don't want to play these tough games, you know, go and support Norwich and get relegated every time you come up. (laughs) It's... Mm. uh, I mean, you know, we've got um, David says there, I agree with you, Chris Lester isn't entitled to be in the top six, but the Lester have peak comments from Rogers don't sit well with me, excusing you owed mediocrity. I'm, I was trying to read in this Brendan Rogers concedes Lester may have already peaked in their European ambitions. So I think what he's saying is this season, and we are in the, the uh, conference league, let's not forget, I, I, I'm quite happy with that. Um, and I think he was reacting to his um and, and to, to to the Spurs game. And Brad, the question is, who would we get that's gonna be any better that would come? And we've got to say we're Leicester, right? We're not Liverpool, we're not I mean Man United can't get a manager to, to come to them midway through the season. Um and, and they're Man United, you know, who mm. that's any good. Because we always say, oh, Ancelotti, he'd come. We've, we've said that five or six times. He hasn't come. He doesn't want to come. You know, people don't look at Leicester and think, that's a Liverpool. That's it. And so who would we replace if he went? Nobody that's currently on the on the market or on employment. Leicester would, you know, have to go out and, you know, do, do what other clubs have had to do to Leicester, which is probably pay a high price to get someone out of their contract. And if they are to replace Rodgers, A, it probably needs to be under severe circumstances, because like you, Chris, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more in the agreement of bring somebody in with their fresh ideas that they can do from day one, they can get everybody to work on it during the off-season, they can get their ideas implemented so that when it comes to training, the lads are already aware of what they need to be working on on the training ground pitch. Um, so unless it went disastrously wrong, that's probably why I'm still like, I hope he changes it. Otherwise, he will lose his job and not a branded out person. So I think that's just an instant reaction, like Doug said, to, to the way things are at the moment. But mm. if you're going to do it, then Leicester maybe, if they want to back up, you know, put their money where their mouth is and say, no, we should be a side that now consists of top eight football. No, I will say top eight because the European bracket has been extended to this extra competition it's in and Leicester should yeah. have that as their goal. There's no reason why, even on a bad yeah. season, like Doug said about Liverpool, in your bad season, Doug, you still managed to come away with your minimum expectation, didn't you, of getting... Mm-hmm. Champions League football. If Leicester yeah. can still do that, and you're both very right, and I'm very much on board with the fact that there is still a long way to go in the season, then yes, over the course of our season, I'll will be happy. I just feel that maybe the disappointing way it's going so far is why Leicester fans are a bit nervous about not reaching that goal come mm. the final whistle of the final game in May. I mean, you could say well. you could say that as a club. We we've had got a history of sacking managers. I mean, you know, 
everybody goes on, oh, you sat Ranieri. I mean, that wasn't such a surprise that, you know, we were only doing what Chelsea do. You know, Chelsea manager wins in the European bloody club, for God's sake, and they sack well, it's him. It's like he's him. losing his job at Watford. There's more Is reports no. more reports tonight coming out saying that he could be losing his job uh, look, as look, soon look. as tomorrow. But again, like I've always said... finally came up, yes, for asking if they should sack him then at Watford, because that's how they sack their managers. Although yeah. I know they're not mm-hmm. great at the moment. As I said at the start, the start of the season, you know how how's it going for you having Ranieri there? And he, you know, <laughs> you sacked your manager when you were twelfth, and you replaced him with Ranieri, yeah. who, yeah, he he won. Would he have won the league for us had he not followed that team that Nigel Pearson had with that had done the great escape? That was wow. Our adrenaline was up following that, and the way we stayed up. I don't think necessarily he would have done, to be honest with you. But we've also got to look at the fact that. As much as we won it, other mm. teams around us lost it. Spurs bottled it. Arsenal were having problems all season. Liverpool, you were still trying to sort yourselves out. Man United were being Man United. Uh, and, and Man City announced the manager was leaving with 10 weeks to go. So, yeah. And then in the next season, when Brendan, uh, sorry, when Claudio's got his own players, his, you know, he can, he can do what he wants. It's his team to move forward. We end up fourth from bottom and that's when we sacked him um so where does Fulham and where do Watford think this is the man to keep us up <laughs> I just mm. don't don't see the logic in that um and that's facing Claudio can you know he doesn't need to work he's got that much money from payoffs for being sacked he can probably <laughs> retire until he, yeah. he, he leaves this mortal coil uh but hey you know it is what it is. it's football we get passionate and I, I do feel that, you know, as Leicester fans, we are getting a little bit like the Arsenals and the Man Uniteds that we expect to be up there. But I take on board totally what Brad says there, that, you know, it is it is the performances. And it was the performances, in fairness, that you could argue got Prell the sack. Because if we finish mm. 10th this season, Brad, Prell got us mm. to two ninths. Yeah, but I think you'd look at it more of, the, the fact, and like Doug said, you always have a season where keeping up to our level, and look, let's not get it twisted. I, th- I think he is a very poor choice of words by Rogers, but I think what he's trying to get at towards Leicester fans to appease them for this kind of stop-start season is, you know, maybe Leicester fans need to remove that we're a top four or five club a mentor mm. that seems to have come with our success, which, you know, is natural. You're allowed to do that as a club. You're allowed to suddenly get ahead of yourself and get a bit giddy. But I think yeah. because it's poorly worded, it looks even more negative on it. But I think maybe what he's saying is, and, and exactly what what I was saying there, I would have taken a top eight finish this season uh, and yeah. we could still get that. But if we do finish 10th, I think that's your disappointment line, isn't it? Because if you finish in 10th, mm. it kind of takes all the air and all that enthusiasm out of back-to-back fifth-place finishes and FA Cup, mm. it takes all the steam out of it. And that kind of what happened under Powell after we won the league and Ranieri the season after we won it, is instead of capitalising on that, we let the mm. we let every squeeze the air out of it and, and Leicester yeah. took three or four seasons to have these back-to-back seasons and chuck in a yeah. silverware or two in there. We need to make sure this season we can end it on a note where we're going, all right, wasn't the best, wasn't pretty, but just like Liverpool did in somehow getting into top four, we kind of maybe sneak in the back door of Europe and go, okay, cool. 
We didn't yeah. completely capitulate. We balanced it out. Now yeah. this season we backed that up. Yeah. But, but Doug, I'm I'm kind of old enough. I'm probably put you two ages together. You won't you won't be as old as me. That you know football, it's twenty four seven now. You know, yeah. in, in the past we never had a table for the first seven eight weeks. They just didn't produce one because it wasn't mm-hmm. worth having one because it means nothing. But now you've got a table that comes out where only half the teams have played because it comes out on a Saturday and half the games are being played on the Sunday for TV. And we're seeing these tables early and the stats being thrown at us here, there and everywhere. <laughs> and are we, like I say, are we saying, and I'm, I'm just the same. I'm, you know, I, I'm, I was disappointed and I've had my rants on here, but, you know, there's, an old, there's a saying in football, and it's a very cliched saying, but I think it's very true that it's a marathon, not a sprint. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I'm just, I'm just obviously looking at the table here. So you're, you're on, you're tenth with twenty six points. Brian on ninth with thirty. Like you're, you're not, you're not too far off the European no. places now. No, and that, 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 that's the thing. Get a couple of wins, and you're right back up there. Hmm. I, th- I think it's just a case of where we've, where, you know, this time last year we were third, and then this time the season mm-hmm. before we were third, and you kind of, you know, want to 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 to, to be in that same position. Uh, good evening, Melina. How are you? I hope all is well with yourself and your dad uh, moving forward. Um, she knows how we feel. She feels our pain being an Arsenal fan. <laughs> Sorry, Melina, couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't resist it. But yeah, we're not that far. And you know, you look. And at the, at the moment, it's almost like saying, "Let's rip the table up," because you know what? Mm-hmm. We're all on different. Uh, we've all played different games. You know, Burnley have got like four games on some people. It, it, it's a ridiculous yeah. table at the moment. But hey, we like football. We like to moan. We're fans. <laughs> we're not we're not happy unless we've got something to moan about and and you know i'm sure you know i can remember a season or so ago that you know man city fans were calling for pep out you know it's just uh yeah sometimes you take it you know everything. but uh thanks for popping on doug thanks for joining us as always brad my pleasure um, we've got this next week which you need to really don't don't miss this um it's um he is some say he's arrogant, bigoted, opinionated, obnoxious, and prejudiced. We're not talking about Doug. All we know is he's called Blue Tinted Specs fan and he's coming to Leicester till I die. He so is. We all we've all got a fan like that. That we say we wear red or blue or whatever tinted coloured spectacles. Well, Blue Tinted Spec fan is coming to Leicester till I die on Tuesday. It's ten o'clock Tuesday night, just in case his language gets a little bit um Shall we say blue, which might be apt, of course. But uh, yeah, we're sure he'll have a lot to say after after this game as well. So ten o'clock on Tuesday. I never get tomorrow as well. Nine o'clock. We've got uh, the look back at the weekend's football uh, where we're joined by Maisie. So that will be a good show as well, guys. Thank you very much. Um, I'm off to have something to eat and get myself in a nice comfy chair, ready to laugh at uh, Dan at half eight when he attempts his hot chip challenge. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, I think we all are. <laughs> I think Dan's the only one who's not, you know. I the think, think, think everyone, apart from Dan's, in looking forward to that, aren't they? Even yes. Kate's probably secretly enjoying it. Yeah. I think the thing is, it's like he, he kept reminding people about it. 
You see, I made, yeah. I made, um, I made, I said something last season that if we Leicester achieve something, that I would do something. And when it looked like they were going to do it, I stopped mentioning it, so that when we mm. did it, everybody had forgotten. So I haven't had to have it done. That's what he needed to do. You see, say these yeah. things out, and then oh, forget all about it. Okay, Chris, now you naughty, naughty, naughty. If you want to go back and watch all the shows to find out what I said, you are welcome to. <laughs> be sure as well, be sure as well to, to, to um, Lesser Till I Die TV to check out the It's a Funny Old Game um, playlist. We've got a few things in there. I managed to uh, reel in a Man United fan very nicely. And uh, Brad's, rant, <laughs> Brad's rant has appeared again. So if you missed Brad's Macedonia rant, that's that's come back again, and and of course the, the time when I was surrounded by two Arsenal, a Spurs, and a Man United fan, and I still came out on top. So check those out. It's a funny old game, and it's enjoyable when that happens. Thanks very much, guys. Stay safe. No doubt I'll see you at half eight when we're all chatting and laughing at uh, laughing at Dan. <laughs> take yeah, care. No, no worries. Take care. Thanks see you later. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers. <sighs> yeah, you see, I would never do that. I would never say I'm going to do this and then keep mentioning it and keep mentioning it because you know it's going to come back and bite you on the bum, Dan. Mm, I don't think it's biting on your bum that you're going to be worried about. It's what's coming out of your bum. Top chip challenge. Oh, dear. This we've also got tomorrow. Yeah, 7 o'clock, we are going to be talking to a Brighton and Hove Albion fan uh, about the game. Um, should he think it, does he think they should have won it? Could have done. Um, two shows every night next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's going to be sloppy seconds all week. What can I say? It was a draw, guys. Leicester won, Brighton won. Oh, at least we didn't lose this one. Good night. I'll see you all, uh, see you all later. Bye-bye now. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. 
Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Uh, participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.